0: For my Lord, how appropriate for this message on today that Lord has given us, I'm on the battlefield. Let me just ask you a question. Sometimes we sing some stuff, and we just be singing. i I never forget, my my dad would say, or sometimes the songs we'll sing, some of the hymns we'll sing and all, he said, you know, you can sing a lie as quick as you can tell one. When we think about the fact that we've given the Lord our hearts, we are truly on the battlefield for our Lord. And I promise him that I would serve him till I die. Ah, That's what we're singing about. I'm on the battle. What happens on a battlefield? And we get so surprised when folk attack us but you're on a battlefield. Let me move on. That didn't message today, but I'm just, thank you, thank you, thank you, Brother Akeem. Thank you, choir. God bless you. Our our scripture today, Matthew chapter 25, verse 23. Matthew 25, verse 23. And at some point, your homework is to to read all of Matthew chapter 25, uh, beginning around verse 14 through 30. I'll repeat that again, but Matthew 25, 23 is our our scripture text and it reads, his master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Our subject for today, double for your trouble let us pray God our creator, sustainer, redeemer we humbly come before you on this day giving you praise, honor, and glory now God speak to us we your servants that we might hear speak to us here at 23 Montgomery Street speak to us throughout this state, throughout this nation, throughout this world, those who are online. God, speak to us that we, your servants, might hear, but not just be hearers. We may be followers of your word to do your will. So bless us on this day that we can bless others. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of the Lord. This is a pronouncement every Christian longs to hear when it's our time to go over to the other side. No matter how long or how difficult life has been, we do it all to please God. And one day we want to hear his voice. Saying, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over little, I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. For Matthew chapter 23 through Matthew chapter 25, we'll find Jesus speaking about what we call things that are dealing with eschatology. What we mean by that is he's speaking of the judgment, speaking of end times. And it's a great thing for us to know that we don't have to worry about what will happen when it's all over down here. We, we know he's given us to us in his word. He tells us what we need to do. He tells us how we end up to forever be with him. Now, I know right now we're not all thinking about forever being with the Lord, but we all going to leave here. Yeah, we're going we gonna to leave here. Either we die of physical death or the Lord comes back before we get that opportunity to die a physical death. But we're all gonna leave here. So from Matthew 23, chapter Matthew, chap- Matthew chapter 23 through Matthew chapter 25, Jesus is talking about the judgment, eschatologically speaking. And I want us to know that we should not count God out. God is telling us what will happen. We don't have to be surprised about it. He lets us know. As again, I say one day it would all be over. And the Lord has showed us what will happen, uh, what will happen to us, and it's based on what we have done or what we have not done. He's clear in his word. Uh, You've heard me been preaching. I've been preaching. We've been studying. We've been teaching. We've been in Bible study. We've been on FAB Live talking about particularly Matthew 25, verse 31 through 40. You've heard that a hundred times. Okay, a thousand times about the final judgment. And I'm doing it one more time because I want to get seep into our minds and hearts as you understand why it is that we're using the gifts God has given us and what to do. Sometimes we get kind of confused. I don't know what the Lord wants me to do. I don't know what his will is for my life. Well, hopefully you can catch on again. Uh, Matthew 25, beginning verse 31, it says, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne before him and will be gathered all the nations And he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Mm. Now, why is that? For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. to one of the least of these my brothers. You did it to me. So the question is, and I know you say this, well how can I do all this for others and I could barely take care of myself? How can I do all this for others and I can barely take care of myself, not including my family and those who I know? I can't feed all the hungry people and take care of all the homeless people. I can't clothe all the naked people. I can't visit all the sick people. I can't see all the incarcerated people. That's a, that's a great and decent observation. But on the day of judgment, on that day, God will not be looking for excuses. He knows our hearts. He knows who's saved and he knows who's unsaved. And you know too. Based on what you do and don't do and how you do it or don't do it. The great thing about God is he has given us everything we need to do what he wants done. I got to say it again. He has given us everything we need to do what he wants done. Yeah I mean I mean individually in every last one of us whatever he wants us to do or whatever he has so empowered us to do it We just need to be faithful enough to use what God has given us for his glory So the question is can you truly trust God No no I'm 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 saying can you can you truly trust God, I I I know sometimes they're asking us to to trust uh, certain folk in political realms who gonna make this a better this and a better that. Um, but I'm just asking you today, take time to just think about it. Can you truly trust God? Yeah. Seeing that we all thank you, thank you, thank you, Kareem, appreciate. It. Seeing that we all. <laughs> Seeing that we all want to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. Let's look at a few things relative to receiving the blessings God has for us. Again, your homework is to read Matthew 25, 14 through 20. I'm just going to do a brief recap of it. Uh, instead of reading it all to you, I'm, I'm just going to do a brief recap of Matthew 25, 14 through I want us to realize that it's the parable of the talents. And it says that it would be like a man who's going on a journey. He called all his servants together and uh, he entrusted them his property. To one of the servants, he would give five talents, to another two talents and to another one. This is according to his ability. The master says according to his ability, he's going to give his servants the talents that he thinks they can handle. It says, then he went away. Uh, One who had received five talents went at once and traded them. And he came back with five more talents. Uh, Also, the one who had two talents uh, made two two talents more. And we're talking about money. He was able to double that, make two times more, two talents more. But then he who always saw received the one talent, he went and dug it in the ground and hid the master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants came back and settled accounts with all of them. And the one who had five talents had gotten five more. So he doubled it, he gave that to the master. The one who had two, doubled it, brought back two more. And that's when the master said to them, well done. Good and faithful servant, you've been faithful over little. I will set you over much into the joy of the master. But then there was one who had the one talent. And he came forward saying, master, I knew you a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here is what's yours. In other words, I, um, I know you gave this to me, I did nothing with it, but I have it to give it back to you. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't lose it, I, I, I still got it. I say that's, that's, I, when I look at this, I'm kind of like, okay, well, you know, he ought to be good, grateful he didn't lose it, you know. He, you gave him one talent; he gave you the one talent back. You you gave him hundred dollars; he gave you hundred dollars back. You might ought be happy with that. But his master answered, "You wicked and slow for servant, wicked and slow for servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest." In other words, uh, I expected you. You knew I expected you to do something with what I gave you. But you did nothing with it. And you want to give it back to me? Uh Uh-uh. Wicked and slowful. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Now, this is the part that gets me when Jesus talks talking about end times. He says, and cast the the servant into outer darkness in that place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, that's the part that scares me as your pastor. Because it's my responsibility to make sure you all make heaven. And here was one that held on to his talent and got to this master in this parable and said, here is what you gave me. I'm giving it back to you now. I didn't use it. I don't believe I abused it, but I'm just giving back what you gave me. And he called him wicked and slowful and he went to a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth, which is biblically synonymous with eternal damnation. Alright, Pastor, what's your point? First, what you have is God given. Amen. What you have is God given. Matthew 25, 15 says, to, to one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. Says this, now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. Skip on down to 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 7. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are varieties of service, but the same Lord, and there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all to everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit. For the common good. Let's skip down to verse 11 in 1 Corinthians 12. All these are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Let me break that down. All those are empowered by one and the same spirit Who apportions to each one individually as he wills, as he wills, as God wills. In other words, God has given you the spiritual gift or gifts that he wants you to have because he's God all by himself. Lord, why you gave me this? Because I'm God. Why you didn't give me that? Because I'm God. You have whatever spiritual gift you have because God wanted you to have that gift or gifts. He gifted you with that. And now we are in the process of waiting for the master's return. Even though we're waiting on the master Jesus to return, he has given us what we need to get us victoriously to the well done. Yeah, yeah. If if you're going to get well done, it's because you have used what God has given you to use now. And, and not just talents, not just money and other things. Yeah, you know, We talk a lot about paying your tithes and giving an offering. We talk about the money and all that. And we talk about when you do that, God says he will bless you. He will open the windows of heaven and pull you out a blessing. You will not have room enough to receive it. We also know that scripture teaches us also in Matthew in Malachi 3.12. It says he will rebuke the devil for your sakes. That means stuff that could happen to you monetarily won't happen because you were faithful enough to give. But I'm not just talking about the money stuff. I'm not talking about all the other stuff. We're talking about the various spiritual gifts he's given every last one of us that he expects us to use for the building of his kingdom. He does not need our excuses as to why we're not using what he's given us. Some of us, um, he's given everybody who's saved. Yeah, everyone who's accepted Christ has at least one spiritual gift. Some have more than other people. But the question is, are you using the gift God has given you? Are you using the gift or the gifts God has given you? God always gives us more than we can ever give him. God always gives us more than we can ever give him. Mm. Take time to reflect on that. You know, we never take time to appreciate what we have because we're so busy trying to get what we don't have yet. Well, I, I, I know you say, oh, I wish I had a better family. I wish I had a better this. I wish I had a better husband. I wish I had a better wife. And all them people saying they wish they had a better husband, a better wife. All this wishing you want to have better this, a better house, better this and all this. But just take time right now to say, Lord, I thank you. For what and who you've already blessed me with. Hallelujah. If you take time to just thank for what you already have, what you already have might even be better. Just because you appreciate it. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord. God has blessed us. I know somebody sitting here saying, I don't feel blessed. I don't have this. I don't have that. I need this. I need that. But the fact that you can hear me saying what you need as a blessing by itself. That means you have hearing. Some folk don't have hearing. You say, I'm cold. Some folk can't feel being cold. You say, well, I, my, I, I ache when I walk." Yeah, but some folk can't walk. I mean, just take time to think about how God has already blessed you with what you have, not to mention the spiritual gifts you have, and you have those gifts to help someone else to get God's will done. That means to help someone else come to know who Jesus is. You were gifted with a certain gift to help somebody else come to know that God loves them, that Jesus died for their sins and rose from the grave. Second point, use it or lose it. Whatever it takes and whatever you have to go through is worth getting the job done for God. In this life, You will have difficult times. You will go through stuff. That's life. But whatever you do and whatever you go through, use what God has blessed you with to do his will. You will face difficult times. How do I know that? That's not because President Biden said so. That's not because Governor Kemp said so. That's not because uh, the chairman of our county commission, uh, Reverend Ellis, said so. It's not because the mayor, Mayor Van Johnson, said so. It's not because anybody else who have any kind of intel has told us this. This comes straight from the top itself. In John chapter 16 verse 23, Jesus says, I've said these things to you that in me you might have peace. In the world, You will have tribulation. He said, in the world, you will have, in the world, you will have, I got to pause right here. I like to always pause when I I read that. I need to see how many of you are in this world. Raise your hand if you're in this world. All right, just about everybody. Okay. We We got a couple, you know, you know. That's okay, that's okay. We don't know what they are, but that's okay. (laughs) But if you're in this world, Jesus says, the creator, sustainer, redeemer says, you will have tribulation. He says, but take heart, be of good cheer. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You say I'm finna go through stuff, but you want me to be of good cheer? Wait wait a minute, wait a minute. Lord, Lord, Lord. You telling me I'm going to have difficult times in this world, but you want me to be of good cheer. He said, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, how in the world is that? He said, because I have overcome the world. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm greater than the world. I, I, I know everything that's going on in this world. I love you. I care for you. You don't have to worry. You don't have to fret. You don't have to walk all night long like, oh, I don't know how bad this is going to be. Oh, what's going to happen with this? What's going to happen with that? Listen, the Lord has brought us through in the midst of COVID. The Lord has brought us through things we've never seen before. And the Lord will keep and sustain you. And out, out of everything else, He's prepared a place for us where the wicked will cease from troubling. He says that to us. But see, the Lord allows us to know things will happen. 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 through 16, from the word of God. He says, beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange was happening to you. He says, but rejoice in so far as to share Christ's sufferings that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed if you are insulted for the name of Christ you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rest upon you but let none of you but let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or as a meddler Yet, if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name. In other words, you might as well get used to what God has given you. Get, Get used to when God has gifted you, Satan is not so happy with you using what God has given you. And all kind of trouble, all kind of trials, all kind of situations will come up in your life. But you can hold your head high and say, for God I live and for God I die. If God be for me, it doesn't matter who's against me. You might as well use what God has given you for his glory. To do his will. Or you risk losing it all. Yeah, you, you use it that God might get glory. We talk about the gifts that we have. We talk about people who don't know Christ. We're talking about how can we reach folk who don't know Christ. I'm doing everything I can as pastor and and working with deacons and and deaconesses and trustees and all of our ministries, all of our uh, organizations. How how do we reach people that we don't know? I'm doing our best. We're doing our best to help you to meet folk who may not know Christ because we're working with agencies who are helping to meet needs of folk. Uh, Let me say this again. I, I have to ask this. Do you know anybody who needs something? Let me do it another way. Let me ask you something. who, who, Who have needs? And who does God want to be saved? Wow, what a coincidence. God knows everyone has needs. And he allows us to help meet needs so we can help others to come to know him. Now, even the folk who are meeting needs have needs. Let me say it another way. All of us who are servants need to help and serve others. But the folk who we serve also have the responsibility to serve. None none of us can say like, yeah, well, you got to give me, give me, give me because I'm so broke. Give me, give me, give me because I don't have. Give me, give me, give me because I don't. Well, whatever you get, you need to get to be able to help somebody else. God has blessed us all to be a blessing unto others. You might as well use what God has given you for his glory to do his will. His will is that none should perish. Or you risk losing it all. What do you mean? Matthew 25, 24 through 30 says, he also, who had received the one talent, came forward and said, Master, I knew you'd be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, gathering where you had scattered no seed. So I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered, You wicked and slow for servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him, and give it to one who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, will be given more, and he who have abundant will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away, and cast the worthless servant into outer darkness in the place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Use what God has given you that God might get glory. Uh, Somebody says, well, I don't know what God has given me. Well, take the spiritual gifts inventory. Do the assessment. See what comes up in that. And then align yourself with one of our ministries to be able to reach with an agency and spend at least two hours a week doing something, reaching out to other folk, That God can use you with the gift he's placed within you to get his will done. It's God's will that none should perish. If that's God's will, that should be our will. We're his church. No matter whatever else we can do, however else we're gifted, it should all be so God's will can be done. I was talking to uh, some pastors on today, this morning. We have an early morning call on on, uh, Sunday mornings. And one of them was telling me about all of the shootings that they've had in Columbus, Georgia. And they were talking about we don't know what to do, like like back to back, back to back, like four kill, right, right back to back. And 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 he was saying that they didn't know what to do. They didn't know how, how to do it. And, and Savannah, we've been in that situation where we were ever the elected officials, well, what, what we gonna do? And and police, what we gonna do, and everybody, what we gonna do? I always say it's not what they gonna do, it's what we gonna do. Well what, what do you mean, Pastor? What do you mean what we gonna do? Are you know, out there with all them gang gangbangers and stuff like that. Uh-huh, Well we ought to be. The only way to have a safe community is to have a safe community. The only way they're going to get saved if somebody say something to them. So it takes us having to reach out to those who don't know Christ that they can come to know Christ. We can't just sit back and hope somebody do it. He's gifted us to do it. In various different ways, God want to use us to get his will done. Because we don't need to get before him in judgment and say, Lord, you know, I see the gift you gave me. Here it is. I got the gift. Yep, you can have it back, God. It's the end of time, and I didn't lose it. I I got it. No, you're about to lose it. And the matter of fact is, I, I need to make this Case because somebody's gonna say, Well, Pastor talking about salvation by works. Look at how somebody's gonna say, He's talking about you got the work to be saved. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want you to get mixed up with that. Like y'all say, He's talking about salvation by works. Listen yeah. what I'm saying it is clear in God's word that you don't get saved because of your works, you are saved by faith. His grace, your faith. You believe that Jesus died for your sins, rose from the grave. You put all your bag, all your marbles in that basket. And you say, I believe that. God loved me so much. Jesus was born of a virgin, and I believe that he died for my sins, rose from the grave. That's by faith I believe that. So you're not saved by your works. You're saved by your faith. But if you believe that Jesus died for your sins, rose from the grave, and you are saved, Ephesians clearly teaches us that if you are saved, then you will do good works. Because we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. So when Jesus talked about feeding the hungry and clothing the naked and all these things, he said these are the works you do because you are saved, not in order to be saved. So go through what you have to go through, but go through it with Jesus. Why? Last point. Because greater is on the way you will receive more than you thought possible because of your obedience. I have not seen, I have not heard, neither have entered to the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. And if you say you love him, you have to show your love for others. And when you show your love for others, they will come to know him. What a mighty God we serve. Matthew 25, 20 through 23 says, His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. They received double for their trouble. Oh, my goodness. Look how much God will bless you for when you're obedient to him. We know the story of Job. How Job lost everything in one day. Job was sitting there. Um, Job, Job, Satan had gotten into the uh, uh, the presence of God, and as he was there, uh, Job, Satan was complaining, talking about what he's doing all this, and uh, he said, "No one." Well, God said, "Well, have you considered my servant Job?" And Satan said, "Yeah, but you got a hedge around him." God said, "All right, you can you can move the hedge or whatever else, but you can't take his life." So, Job minded his own business, perfect and upright man. Now, folks want to say that great bad things can't happen to the good bad things can't happen to good people, but but Job was considered perfect and upright. Yeah. And the Lord, God just said, have you considered? So I mean, God kind of started this whole thing going. And here he is. But Job is there. He has all of his stuff, everything's in place. And all of a sudden, he loses all of his livestock. He loses all of it. Let me put it in today's terminology. He lose his job, lose his career, lose his retirement, lose his social security, lose all that. And then he turn around and he lose all his children all at the same time. And now he becomes ill. He, he, he's sick and smell bad. He got pulse coming out of his sores on his body. Well, he's sitting in ashes trying to get some comfort. And even his wife come to him and said, well, Job, you got to understand that this is all her stuff too that's gone. And her children gone too. So you got to understand, she said, Job, baby, listen, why don't you just curse God and die? He said, you sound like a foolish woman. The Lord gives. And the Lord takes away. Bless be the name of the Lord. I know we go through some stuff. Yes, I know we had some difficult times. I don't think anyone's ever had a time like Job had. Oh, yeah. All in one day. Oh, yeah. But Job stayed faithful, trusting God, leading and independent. Yes, he questioned God. But God answered him. Hey. And when the whole thing was over with, you get to the last part of the book of Job, it said that Job was restored double, What he had lost. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. I'm saying you could get double for your trouble. You say, well, I don't know if I need to go through all this. I don't know if I need to tell them about how good God is. I don't know if I need to share with them what God has shared with me. I don't know how to do this. I don't know what to do. I don't know about taking time two hours out of the week to go deal with the agency. I don't know how to do all this. I don't know if I want to be involved. I don't know if I want to be in Sunday school. I don't know if I need to go to the conventions or the conference. I don't know if I need to get up early in the morning and pray with the church. I don't know if I need to be in Bible
1: study. I don't know if I need to be with FIB Live. I don't know if I need to come to worship. I don't know if I need to watch online. I don't know if I need to do all this, but I'm telling you go through what you got to go through and do what you can can do so those who don't know Christ can come to know Christ because of what God has placed in you. Use the gift he's given unto you. Hang in there and receive what the Lord has for
0: you. He will give you double for your trouble. He's already gone through something for you and for me. He's already done what he could do that you and I could have life everlasting. He's already blessed us beyond measure that we can't even think about and fathom what would have happened to us if it had not been for the Lord. Pastor, what do you mean if it had not been? If it had not been that he came through 42 generations, if it had not been that he went about doing good if it had not been that he took on all the suffering and the trials and the tribulations of this world for you and for me, if he had not allowed them to talk about him, ridicule him, if he had not allowed them to beat him all night long after they had arrested him and took him from
1: judgment hall to judgment hall, if it had not been that he allowed them to march him up the gargoth's hill, if he had not allowed them to put nails in his hands, nails in his feet, and a crown of thorns on his head, if he had not allowed them to stretch him wide and to hang him high, if he had not hung on the cross for your sins and my sins if you had not died oh yes he died he died for your sins he died for my sins but the story doesn't stop there they placed him in a bar or two he stayed there all night friday stayed there all day saturday stayed there all night saturday night but well, early i said early on that sunday morning he got up from the grave with power power over the grave victory over death we ought to tell the Lord, thank you. He'll give you double for your trouble. Go ahead and say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I magnify your name. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. What a mighty God we serve. Angel Bible for him. Heaven and earth adore him. What about it, God? What about it, God? What about it, God? Lord, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love. Thank you for making a way. Thank you for being our bridge. Thank you for being our help. Thank you for being our healer. Thank you for being our everything. You are everything. You are everything. You are everything. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. Glory to your name. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Thank you, God. Oh, magnify. The Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. He's worthy.
0: He's already done. He's already done. What he said he'll do. He loves us. In spite of us. And he wants us to love like he loves. He wants us to forgive like he forgives. He wants us to do what he called us to do and has empowered us to do. The gifts he's given unto us. He wants and expects us To use it for his glory. If you're here today and you're online and you realize you need the Lord in your life, we give you an opportunity right now to say, Lord, I accept your invitation to love you, to come to you. I've sinned. I've come short. I'm sorry for my sins. I want to turn from my sins. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and rose from the grave. That's a prayer we'll pray because the Bible says in Romans 10.9, if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you shall be saved. We all are doing our best to be more of what God would have us to be. We've sinned. We've come short. We haven't been everything God wanted us to be. He still loves us in spite of us. Let us do our part. If you're here, pray this prayer with me. If you want to accept Christ right now, online you can pray this prayer and after praying this prayer you can type the word saved s-a-v-e-d but if you want to accept him you're in this building please repeat this prayer after me if you want to accept christ say father god i have sinned i have not been all i should be i am sorry for my sins i want to turn from my sins i believe in my heart jesus died for my sins and rose from the grave. I'm willing to trust you, God, all the days of my life. Holy Spirit, come into my life. Help me to be what you want me to be. I will tell others that you saved me. Thank you, God, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you're here today, in the building and you want to, you've accepted Christ already, but you'd like to be a member of First African Baptist Church, we invite you to walk down the aisles, give us your hand. We give God your heart. If you're online, just type the word SAVE, S-A-V-E-D. We'll get in touch with you to help you to grow in Christ, even as an online member. We give God praise. Won't you come today? Won't you pray? God, we thank you. We love you. We adore you. Thank you for the opportunity to come and to worship you today in spirit and in truth. Bless us now, God, that we can be a blessing unto others. Thank you for just being a God who not just gives us double for our trouble, but gives us so much more each and every day. And now we ask that the grace of God, the love of Jesus, and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit would rest, rule, and abide with us. Now henceforth and forevermore, let the people of God say amen amen and praise God. connected to us as we build God's kingdom together. Join us on Facebook at the historic First African Baptist Church and our website, FirstAfricanBC.com You may also contribute through an app called Givlify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y May God bless you and thank you for worshiping with us.